Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm your host, SK Vaughn. This is a community of women supporting women. Every other Thursday, tune in to hear from ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We'll cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you're a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. So buckle up, girlfriend. Let's do this. Wow, I'm so excited to be joining you for this episode. This week, I am going solo. That's right. I am going to kick us off with how are you surviving and thriving this week? How am I surviving? This has been a crazy week. I'm just going to say that much. And not only like personally, I think with COVID and everything in terms of surviving, I think globally, we're all reeling from the repercussions of Afghanistan and the people of Afghanistan and what that will really look like. My heart is very heavy. Again, this is not going to be a political statement by SK. I just think that at the basic fundamental understanding that we all have as human beings, that we care about people's human rights being violated. And I just hope and pray that the Taliban is mindful of those human rights that have already been put in place. I think about women, I think about children, I think about the men, I think about those who've aided the United States. And I think about those who are uh, worried about religious practices and what that will look like in terms of persecution, just feeling grateful for women's rights and how far we've come in America and just knowing that globally, we're just not there yet. And so every day, I think we take for granted the little things, the rights, the freedoms that we have as women and as human beings um, in the United States. And and just want to recognize that we should be so grateful and so thankful for our rights and, and how far we've come. And it's all the women who fought and continue to fight in that conversation for equality. Now, how am I thriving this week on a less heavy note? It was really great to see my mom and sister come for the weekend for a girls weekend. I got to show them around Birmingham and um, it was just nice. Even though I may have had to bribe them, who knows, to come visit me, I'm still very thankful. And I think something that really stuck out to me this past weekend As I was sitting down for brunch um, at Roots and Revelry, my mom and sister were following, but I sat down first and there was a group to my right. And I didn't really look over or think much of it, but I'm so glad that someone did reach out and say hello to me that was sitting right there. And as my mom and sister sat down, this girl that I used to work with reached out and said to me, oh my gosh, SK, is that you? And I was like, oh yeah, hey, what are you doing here? And we got to talking and I introduced her to my mother and sister and she introduced me to her family. And she introduced me as the girl who has this amazing podcast that interviews badass women and that everyone needed to check it out. And it was in that moment that I was like, yes, I'm glad I'm not the only one listening to the podcast. (laughs) What a great thing. And I think it was in that moment that it was really humbling, but also just greatly needed. I think sometimes uh, we wonder if what we're doing is is helping others and allowing them to open up their mind and think differently and, and think creatively. And I'm just thankful. And even in small ways that this platform has provided just that and just we can use our words in such powerful ways and like, let's use them for good. Like, let's continue to encourage one another. And I just want to say thank you to that 
girl who I used to work with, who was so gracious and kind and in, in saying what she did, it really meant the world to me. So thank you. So our topic for today is success. And, and what does that mean for us? And I think in different seasons of life, it changes. And I think everyone has a different metric for success. And that's why it's my all-time favorite question to ask anyone who comes on the podcast. So it comes with no surprise that it's today's topic. And I wanted to start off by reading the definition of what success means in the dictionary. And by definition, it means the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, the good or bad outcome of an undertaking. I think this really overly simplifies what it means to be successful or to have success. I think it definitely means different things for different people. And it's a complex question which is why I think it's fun to dive into. And so full disclaimer, y'all, I don't have this whole success thing figured out. I am literally on the journey with you. So take what I have to say with a grain of salt and, you know, roll your eyes along the way if you must. But I definitely think some of these things have changed for me over the years. I think it's an evolving journey for myself and I don't claim to have it all figured out, but this is what I do know. I have a fun ebook that you can download and in this ebook, it really breaks down what were the wins for you? What did success look like for you in this time in your life? And I think as you go through kind of this journey of self-discovery for yourself, you'll identify that it changed each season and it looked a little bit different and you learned something new along the way about yourself and others. And that's, that's great. And it's okay not to be okay in some seasons in our lives. And that's okay too. And so I hope that you enjoy the downloadable. It's a freebie on me. Um, and I hope that it helps you kind of think differently about where you've been, where you are and where you're going in terms of your own success. So the way I look at it is the mind is such a powerful, powerful muscle. I think that we're just now coming into terms with that in the 21st century of mental health. And I think that negative self-talk is something that we as human beings have to overcome. I know for myself, it's a different journey than others. And it's something that I have to constantly check and recheck and tell myself, okay, is that me talking or what is that? Because that's not healthy. That's not constructive and that's not going to help anyone. And so I think having a healthy mindset, evaluating what's important in life to you and, and what you want to give thought to and worry to, um, you can keep yourself up all night if you want to worrying about things, but what good does that do when you should be finding moments to rest? And so Keeping positive self-talk in check because it, it not only does it dramatically affect you physically, mentally, spiritually, it affects those around you too. And it has a trickle down effect to where if you're not in a good place and you're in your headspace, then how can you effectively lead yourself or others? Well, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing journey. There's no doubt about that. You know, and I think one of my favorite things that I heard my husband tell me a few years ago was when he was in high school. He, or whenever he was playing baseball, he had a, a hitting coach and I'm probably butchering this story. So I don't speak baseball, but he was working on his swing and wanted to make contact with the ball. And he was really struggling, I think in elementary or wherever it was to, to make contact. And his hitting coach told him, you know, as everything else around you speeds up, I want you to slow down. And I think that goes back to like being still and, you know, finding time. But at the end of the day, I think that's so important. You cannot change the circumstances around you. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. 
I think that's the game of baseball for you right there. But if you can tune out everything else around you and breathe, find moments throughout the day to breathe or to think through all the things that you're grateful for, or um, just to reassure yourself that this is just a situation. It's not permanent. It's temporary. I think a lot of times we allow our emotions to drive our actions, how we treat others, how we don't treat others. And this is especially dangerous in business. I think we have to think logically. We have to take ourselves away from the situation, step away and breathe before we respond. And we can't control the things around us, but the only thing we can control is how we react to it. And so the mind is a very powerful tool that allows you to be successful, but it's only as strong as the muscle that is continuing to be developed within you. Relationships. This would be number two for me. I think relationships are so important. And this is something that I've had to learn. I mean, it's crazy that I've had to learn this because I feel like it's like a no-brainer. Everyone knows like you can't do anything by yourself. But I think if you're laser focused on the result, on the win, on the outcome, sometimes we allow the relationships to not take priority. And let's get real. Who's going to champion for you if they don't know you? Who's going to be willing to hear you complain or to to talk through hard conversations and situations if they don't have that kind of rapport with you. And so I think relationships are the fundamental piece to success because you cannot do anything by yourself. At some point, at some level, you need a different perspective. You need a different skill set, And that's why diversity in the workplace is so important because you don't want the same opinions around one table. You want different walks of life, different baggage, different perspectives that people bring to the table. Um, And that's why diverse opinions are so important. And that's why relationships are key because you can't do anything by yourself, but it's a two-way street, right? Relationships are not one-sided, especially in the working world. I want to add value because someone helps me in this way. It's, it's not, you know, me trying to get something out of this person. It's a genuine connection and and you care for them deeply um, personally, as well as professionally, but you also want to add value to them in their lives. How can I help guide you in your career? What are, what are some things you're struggling with? How can I um, better help you or better serve you? And so I think relationships are so huge. And I think for as, us as women, and I'm going to speak to the women right now, but we have got to stop comparing ourselves to the other people, excuse me, the other women in the room. The pie is big enough, girlfriend, like get a slice and then pass it around. Pull up another chair at that table because it's not... It's not you versus me. It's us together. And I think that if we can put, push aside the insecurity, if we can push aside this idea that, well, her success is my failure. No, we win together. And and your success is my success because it's all of our success. And I think that that's been a really common theme throughout my entire career, which is so sad to me. And almost in every position I've held, I feel like I've had someone in opposition of me who is a female. And at the end of the day, I don't get it. Like we're on the same team. We want the same things. And I want to support you. And I want to see you succeed just as much as I want to see myself succeed. But it takes all of us. And it takes us collectively coming together and quit comparing and quit seeing the other person's success as your own failure. And once you build up these relationships, y'all, 
you'll notice that people start using the same words you use. People start buying into the ideas that you have, the vision casting that you're doing. And all of a sudden, two months later, these people are repeating the lines back to you as if it's their own initial idea. You know what? Just smile and nod and say, yeah, it is. Because you know what? Listen up. That's influence. And that's leadership. And most importantly to me, that's success. The third one for me, at least for success is carving out time for the people you love and the things that bring you joy. Man, I need to write this one down one more time. (laughs) I struggle with this. I am a workaholic at times. I value my career sometimes over the relationships that need to be nurtured. And especially if you're very goal oriented, this can be a hard lesson to learn. It is not because you don't value the relationship to the people around you. Sometimes you forget how important it is those relationships are. And then you think through the last couple of years and you're like, man, I missed out on really caring well for that person and really carving out intentional time and showing love to the people I love and to the things that fill me up. Because let's get real. You cannot lead others well. You cannot be successful if you yourself are not feeling fulfilled and joyful. How are you supposed to give that to others if you yourself don't have it? And so finding time to go walk the dog, to go work out, my new thing is Orange Theory. I'm terrible at it, and it's fun because I'm competitive with myself and no one else. But finding time, whether it's a workout class, you know, maybe you like to go read. Whatever your your bag is, like, go do it and carve out time for it because you are worth it and the people around you deserve the best of you. The fourth thought for success is showing up. And I think this really lends itself to carving out time and to relationships, but showing up in small and big ways for people. I'm a big believer in taking time to travel eight hours to be at that engagement party. Or sending a text to somebody, letting you know that you're thinking about them. Or showing up to work when you really feel your absolute worst, but acting as if you're at your best. And there are plenty of days where I don't want to get out of bed. Let's get real. I like to sleep. And it's hard to want to show up, but you know what? That's what you do. It takes discipline to show up when you don't want to show up. And even when it comes to weddings or celebrations, huge milestones, anniversaries, whatever you can do to show up for people, do it because life is short. And I think it's the best thing that you can do to come prepared, whether it's to present in front of a large group or to present in front of one person, show up with your best foot forward. Another thought I have towards success is leaving places better than you found them. I think back to my early days as a Girl Scout, and I think to one of the first influential leaders in my life. It was my Aunt Kathy. Thank you if you're listening. We've always had a really funny dynamic and a really funny relationship, but she was my Girl Scout leader and had always instilled values in me that I think still resonate with me today. And one is leaving places better than you found it. And I first heard it when we were on a camping trip. Uh, And when I say camping, it wasn't roughing it. So don't get that idea. (laughs) I don't really rough it very well, but it was in a cabin and the place wasn't that great to begin with, but you better believe she had us on our hands and knees, scrubbing those floors, scrubbing those counters, scrubbing the walls. 
And we made that place sparkle and shine. And I will never forget that experience. And it carried with me after that, even into college where the president of the university I went to, uh, Southern Miss, the president had even said that in college. And it was just so profound to me because it reminded me of my childhood days of leaving places better than you found it. And I think it's so true, whether that be, you know, someone opens up their home to you and allows you to stay in their guest room and you clean it up or on their couch, leaving it better than you found it, making the bed or stripping the sheets or putting the pillows away, whatever it is, making, folding the blankets, like leaving it better than you originally found it is so important. Or if you're borrowing someone's car, making sure that you fill it up with gas before you return it, or even in the workforce, you know, no matter if you're leaving on great terms or you're leaving on the worst terms, you can leave well by leaving it better than you found it. The, the worst thing you can do is to leave a job and leave it undone and to look back with regret. And so no matter what situation you find yourself in, success looks like leaving it better than you found it. And I, I think that's important to leaving well. I think that's important into every aspect of your life. That is success to me. Last but not least, success for me is speaking up even when no one listens. Even when no one cares what you have to say, or in fact, maybe they do. Speaking up and speaking truth into situations in a positive way is not a bad thing. It's intentional. It's strong. It's brave. And it's hard. But speaking truth into situations, into experiences, into relationships is the next step for growth. If you're not looking in and looking without and asking questions to critically understand, you're never going to grow. You're never going to move forward. You're never going to learn. And being a lifelong learner is the key to any success because as soon as you become complacent, guess what? You're irrelevant. So never stop learning and asking the tough questions. And so those are the, the ways that I find success for me. That's how I define them. I don't live by these all the time and I'm certainly not perfect, but this is kind of a rule book I try to stick to at least now. But again, seasons change, things change, but ultimately I think you have to ask yourself, how do you define success? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.